Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 754, Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. <laughs> How many of these have we done? Turtles? Have we done at least three of them? No, I think we did the first Michael Bay one. We didn't do the and second one? And then we one? said we quit. <laughs> and then I don't think we did the second one. <laughs> okay. And that's all we've had during okay. our 10-year-plus run. See, well, with the Misbegotten sequels, we could have done the turtle, the original Turtles we movie. Have, but, we could have. But a Misbegotten sequel has to start from an actual good movie. Oh, the, the, fir- first, the first Turtles, Turtles movie, movie is, is good. really good. Because you were the right age when it came <laughs> out. Oh, we don't have... We, we have an hour. We don't have time to get into it. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And joining us via the magic of ZoomTube is Justin from Epic Film Guys. Hello. Hey, this is, a, a, once again, it's a pleasure to be here, especially for such a movie as Mutant Mayhem. I wouldn't <laughs> rather be anywhere else. Oh, thank you, sir. So uh, before we jump in, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on oh. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always super helpful. Joe made a noise. Does that mean we have a review? <laughs> we do. <Okay>. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to find it. Okay, while well, he does that, I'll uh, do I the like other that stuff. I like you for, oh, I've got that. Yeah. <laughs> so, this, is, this is the professionalism that has kept us in yes. business for 10 God years. God damn well, right. I, just, I mean, he's just lucky we let him back in. Remember, we joked a couple weeks ago. We're like, oh, Joe's out. And if, yeah. like, It if was he, last remember, week. No, it was like, if you don't write reviews, we're not letting Joe come back. And then he didn't come back on the next episode. Yeah, we are nothing if not men of our word. That's true. So also, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. It's called the League of Show Sharers because we are hoping you will share an episode. People who were kind enough to share an episode last week, Brad Hyen, circumventing the Brad Hyen rule. 
Gus Butisi hey, once again, again sharing, sharing an episode that sharing I wasn't episode on. That his, the fruit of his loins was not on. I will let you draw your own conclusions. Won't take much. Uh, Travis Tewitt, Jason McLean. Finally got that fixed, Jason. Chris Valls, Tom Dowdy, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Magic Man, Glenn Cougar, Mellon Brewer, Julianne Jordan, Heather Sachs, Taylor Ward, Brent Smith, Christopher Rex, Edit Photo Gamer, David Rojas, Spoiler Piece Theater, Batman Rye Guy, Geek to Me Radio, The Film B, In Session Film, Ryan Terry, Mike Mike and Oscar, Binge Movies, Colby Mack, Ronnie Castle, Nostalgia Cast, Feelin' Film, and Matt Naglia. So thank you very much for sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. And we also have a review that might, might not be at the ready. I got it. Okay. I found it. Love the pod. Five-star review. What's up, guys? I was introduced to this pod by Kevin B. via being a guest on another pod, and I've been listening ever since. It makes my workday seem short, but maybe my day really is short. But anyway, IMF was revealed as impossible mission force at the end of MI3. Wow. Okay. Which I, okay. I've never uh, seen. I've not seen the first three. Phelps Seymour Hoffman. I didn't start three watching until is, the fourth one. Three's Whoa. JJ, right? Yeah. Three's, yeah, three's no. JJ. John Woo is Doves and Two. It's not Brad Bird. Brad Bird's four. Brad Bird's four. Okay. Yeah. Jay, the three's really good. After he saves Jules. Spoilers. Sorry for Mission Impossible 3. Thought I'd share that. Keep it up, guys. Marvin B. So thanks, Marvin. Thanks yes. for checking it out. I actually I want to know what podcast you heard Kevin on. Just out of curiosity. That's a good question. Yeah. Also, uh, don't forget we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, and we like you extra. Yeah. So there's all of that. Let's dig into the this, turtle, shall we? This franchise... I don't even, can you call it a franchise property? Property? Because it's not, I feel like a franchise is like one series that continues where I feel like, oddly enough, I feel like Eastman and Laird have probably made more money (laughs) by them continuing to make versions of turtle movies. And then they, and, but then, but they're still convinced there's something there. So they keep doing it Nickel- like, nickelodeon won't let it die yeah like they just keep and that's go- okay they just keep going back to it even though they i don't feel like they've ever really made a good version of turtles until I, now i i liked this movie this movie's fantastic this movie's awesome yeah this is this is the best since the first one hands down i know justin agrees Agreed. with me on that one i the first one yeah. no matter what tom says because <laughs> he was an adult he was he was 42 when the yeah. first one came and, out and, he wasn't and, watching turtles movie. you like that movie because you were the right age for it like no, i like that is an art house it, it's, it was the highest grossing independent film for a long time. It has an art house aesthetic. Like the cinematography is beautiful. The practical effects are impressive. Jim are. Henson doing yep. the costumes. That movie has so much going for it. I'm telling you. Like, have you ever even watched it? I like it years ago. I, it, seriously, but, it is. I, it is really good. It the, is. But the problem to me always has been that like the Turtles comic books. Yeah, were not. For kids, I mean, they and the were movie not. is dark they, too. They weren't not not for kids, right? No, but they were. Not. They weren't like you know, like super. They weren't like <laughs> dirty or anything. They were adult oriented, but they were geared They're for violent. Gro- they were yeah. geared for grown ups. And so, whenever they made the movies, they never really made them with that kind of sensibility. But the first one's dark. The first one so is dark. It's much gritty. darker it, than anything else we've ever seen since then. Yeah, it's it's almost like Batman '89 gritty. It's it has <laughs> that kind of aesthetic to it. That kind of a tone. It has that look to it. But I do like so right. So the first, I think the comic comes out in eighty seven, or maybe late earlier than the that. The cartoon came out in eighty seven. That's right. But the yeah. the comic again, Tom and I were just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's like eighty five or eighty six because yeah. I started collecting comic books when I was seventeen. So that would have been like eighty seven. Okay, that was sixty three years ago. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was super. It was actually comics number <laughs> one. one. How, bought, it off the, bought it off the stand. How I can afford this right. now. That's right. And um, 
but Can I tell you that if I ever had a time machine, I'm going to every corner store, June 1938, and buying every single copy I can what? find. I mean, you could kill Hitler, but <laughs> going no, yeah, right. no, to kill because, because, then you, because then you change the course of history. You don't know what's going to happen. You being filthy rich will change the course <laughs> yeah, of history. That's also true. That's, <laughs> can I might, do both? Can I do both? It might do more damage. It might. That's than true. letting Hitler leave. <laughs> I'm going to bag and board them immediately. Yeah. I'm going to oh get those nine, nine point boards, boards don't, exist. don't exist yet. <laughs> I'm bringing them with me. Okay. Like Doc with his briefcase of money. money. Here's what happens. He goes back in time with bags and boards. <laughs> right? And then he gets there. And it's like it's it's like the Twilight Zone where the guy breaks his glasses. <laughs> yeah. He gets back in time and he's like, I didn't get golden age bags and boards. <laughs> I, have to, I have to fold them in half They're to all... get them to fit. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite episode of the Twilight Zone. That's Burgess, a good one. Burgess Meredith. Bur- yeah, I love yeah, that. That's a good one. So anyway, uh, we're, oh, so I, the book had been out for about a year or so when I, because I remember like, like I, I was completely new to comics, sure. right? And and uh, and I was just, I was just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and it was like it's a great cover. It was like three or four hundred dollars, and it was only like a year old. And and the guy who ran the comic book store, Aaron Bergman, R.I.P., oh, ran dang. a great show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I ended up working there eventually. But uh, he was like. I, I mean, one, I was not going to buy it. I didn't have $300 when I was 17. and But he's like, I wouldn't recommend buying it. Like, what? Because, because he's like, he's like, there are so many oh. forgeries out there. It yeah. was Because they basically made the comic on a photocopier. Pretty much. Yeah. And so he's yeah. like, there, it's so easy to fabricate this book mm. that it's almost impossible to ever know. If you truly have an authentic first first edition first first print because theirs were photocopies, book. so like yeah. if you photocopied it, how would yeah. you? Yeah. And so, um, but it was also one of the few books I remember where like second, third, fourth, fifth yep. printings still went for serious. Still money. do, yeah, still do. So like the second or third one was probably like the real printing. No, I mean you you, you can. It, it, You've got to authenticate it. There are first printings out there. Oh, but sure. No, but I mean, like, like, but, like, instead of photocopied, oh, like, that oh, like, oh, would be yes. hard to forge. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I think they've, I mean, I think they've gotten up to like a seventh printing. Maybe there more. were tons. Yeah, I mean, more. I remember, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like that. So that property happens. And obviously, if you don't know, it's uh, Eastman and Laird loved Frank Miller's Daredevil. So they kind of just copied it. Not yeah. kind of. I mean, Maybe they're poking I, fun at yeah, it. Yeah, so the, 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 toxic waste that gets on matt murdoch's face as a boy falls into a sewer and falls onto the turtles and then we've got ninja turtles yeah splinter uh matt murdoch's mentor his name was stick so splinter is the yeah. rat uh and uh the, the the ninjas in the daredevil run are called the hand so the ninjas in this are called the foot so it's like you know the, they're Playing off of all of that stuff, right. and I got to tell you, as a kid, didn't know that. Right, had <laughs> right. no idea. But now, and you're just like, okay, makes yeah. sense. Um, and they have obviously the cartoon is eighty seven, and that you know prime time for me. That's what I grew up I, with. I, I had the Technodrome. Oh, I, I had, had the all Colonel Mobile. Stuff. All the friend stuff. of the show Brian Spath. You should see the amount of turtle stuff that guy's got. Oh yeah, it's I mean, crazy. The, the amount of turtle collecting now is even more yes huge than it was then. And I, I don't remember any kid that you went to their house around that time frame that didn't have Ninja Turtles. Like everyone had Ninja or Turtles, or something. It was or, just or everywhere. If you yeah. didn't have the original, if you didn't have the original four, 
you had some wackadoo variation yeah. of because it was like I had the, the robot one, metalhead. That's I how I learned how to ride a bike. Bebop and rock steady. I'm right? not even kidding. My mom, I you know, trading wheels, yeah. right? My mom said, if you can ride that bike without training wheels, we'll go buy metalhead. That's awesome. So I took the training wheels off that day. Yeah, went Hell down yeah. to the lo- like the local church parking lot and destroyed myself trying to ride this bike and then i did it and i was like let's go i learned how to ride a bike and i had a ninja turtles helmet <laughs> oh, i had like we didn't wear helmets as kids <laughs> well, see and that's why I, that's why i still can remember that's still why i can remember movie years <laughs> but uh, my bike i think it was a turtle's bike but i also had the turtle helmet i think it was a donatello helmet but i have pictures of me learning to ride oh. with training wheels yeah the helmet yeah, I, I mean sh- it was just huge. can i show you the age disparity here yeah, yeah what did you leave my, it to beaver my bike was uh my bike was badass <laughs> my bike was evil knievel that's fair nice. i had an evil knievel huffy Who? bike yeah <laughs> okay i think our connection is <laughs> was it who was the who was the keanu reeves character from uh like toy story duke like, kaboom there we go yeah but yeah i mean that and that I had that toy that that's sure. referencing where right. you put the evil Knievel and you turn the Z- thing and then it would go like three inches and fall over. <laughs> yeah. Like it was yeah. like it never worked like what you oh, saw three inches before. and fall over. Yeah. That's the story of but, Kevin's life. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, but, uh, but yeah, enough, not, I had to bring up real quick. This memory just popped in my head. I actually remembered right now the first time I got a Ninja Turtle action figure. Oh. Yeah. And it was in Lancaster, PA. I think I was like five years old, four or five. It was a store that's no longer in existence. It was at the local mall called Clover or Clovers. Not for not And here. I remember it now, like vividly walking up and seeing the shelves filled with them, and my mom being like, "You only get one." Oh no! And I remember. Can anyone guess which one I grabbed? Michelangelo, Leonardo. Nope. Nope. Raphael. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was, I know, a, we have process of elimination. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, okay, so my guy Leonardo. How about you? I was Leonardo. Okay. And Justin Raphael then was your yeah he okay. was cool but rude man yeah <laughs> I always liked Leonardo because he was the leader like yeah, I no, just I liked I don't know I liked the swords I also and I, liked I the, never liked cared the, enough to tell them apart I, and I always thought it was like <laughs> well, that's why a, did you tell them apart with different colored bandanas oh okay oh the comic book is black and white yes so correct they only and did then, that for the toys and then yeah. and then when they put it they colorized the comic they were all red where all of them were red. <laughs> So you're just like, I, maybe. Yeah. I think that's, you know, only Kevin, my name. Can you enable share screen on our Zoom? Oh, sure. Um, but it, like, so 87, right? The cartoon hits in 87, and it is off to the races. Hang on, I'm showing you my badass bike. <laughs> oh, that's dope. 1976? I gotta tell you, hey. I'd, I'd ride that bike. If you could, if, if a seven-year-old could get... I would have been swimming in it. Oh, that thing looks like it could take a beating too. (laughs) What's that? That thing looks like it could take a beating too. It was back then. They made solid metal. That is is solid steel. Oh, that was totally steel. Because when I was older, I kept the bike. And look uh, at those tires. Yeah. So, so when you were interested in girls, when you're 16, you took them out on that, huh? Does Uh, it have shocks on it? Yeah, I rode. That's crazy. I rode that bike until I was until I got a ten speed, probably around fourteen ish, and then. Uh, um, but I, but when I got older, like you know, when you're when you're ten, you can't ride a bike like this anymore. No, it's for little it's for kids. kids. It's for little kids. Yeah. So I took all the fancy stuff off of it and sanded it down and painted it black and got a different seat. 
Okay. So okay. that's dope. Yeah. Which that's now that look. bike would be worth five thousand dollars, <laughs> and you painted it. I don't know if I don't know if people collect old I, bikes like that. Or not. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they do. Probably. Probably. Yeah, that's a good one. There. But, but yeah, so, so how many so, school buses did you jump? Is the real question. <laughs> just one. Just one. Yeah. And it was a short one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so eighty-seven happens. The cartoon pops off, and it is off to the races. Uh, the movie comes out in ninety. We've get, you got two subsequent sequels after that, Secret of the U, starring uh, Vanilla Ice. Which, which we, when you watch the first one, and it's then you go very to the second, different. you're like, oh. It is. I like the second one, but... I do, too. But I mean, you didn't I, notice as a kid. You didn't notice. No, yes. no. I think that I mean, second one is a lot of it's fun. It's hard to revisit, and you're just like... Oh, but no, I mean, as a kid, I love the third one as a kid, too. I like, did I not love the... Th- I, like, it... The third one is interesting because... Well, the third one is directed by Joel Schumacher, right? And then that's when it... Oh, no, no, that's Batman. That's Batman. <laughs> uh, th- there's there's an age jump for me, yeah. where like it gets to the third one, and I am just like aging out a little bit. Where I was like, oh. well, you know, I love time travel, so uh, that's you true. Know, that's true. You give me turtles, Dude, you give me I time saw, travel. I saw the Ninja Turtle musical. I did too. Yeah, it ri- coming uh, out of their shells. Riverport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I feel like I saw mine in a, in like the fo- like the Fox or something. Um, I don't did know. you sit, did you watch the Barbara Walters turtle interview. No, oh, probably. That's a real thing. Yes, I probably did it is for real. sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was a, like enter, like uh, the old. Really? Yeah, okay. I'm I pretty sure so. I went to River Report to see it, but I have, I have the VHS still of the yeah, and, and like behind the scenes. It's damn cr- right you do, Kevin. <laughs> yes, I do, sir. <laughs> it's crazy that this property a has had the longevity that it has had. B has had so many. I mean, it's countless, honestly, it's one iterations. Of those, it's one of those things where it's brilliant in that it's an elevator pitch, and the elevator pitch is the name. Like, yeah. all you have to say is the name. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You're like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're like... That's just cool. I get it. Okay. I'm on board. <laughs> like kids, yes. but they're ninjas. They're I don't turtles. know what comes next, yeah. but do it. Let's go. Yes. And I will say, regarding this one, this is the first time I remember feeling like these were kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's in the they movies. They never actually wrote the turtles as kids. Like, even though they're supposed to be teenage, like nothing in the first movie, as much as I love it, makes me think that they're young. Yeah, I feel like they're in their early twenties. Yes, yeah, I they agree just, with you. Like, I totally agree with you. Yeah, they talk the lingo, even the dial, all that. Right, shit. but none like, of them talk like kids in the. Well, original. even in the in the uh, the Bay stuff. Like when you get Johnny Knoxville to be the voice well, he of Leonardo, them to be aliens. Remember, he just oh, turned. God, it that's back to right. Mutants. I forgot about and that. And that's why they look so weird. Is because the original design was aliens, and they like so tweaked dumb. it a little bit. Like, okay, we'll make them look like turtles. <laughs> they, again. they pulled a Sonic. They're like, well, man, we gotta we gotta write this. <laughs> I shit mean, they real dumbed quick. down the designs and out of shadows. I believe. Yeah. The, the sequel, the base sequel, mm-hmm. this produced sequel, they toned it down a little bit, but still. By making them so huge and the voices and stuff, they did seem even less like teenagers yeah. in yeah. those movies. Yeah, I totally agree. So in this one, they are like the size of the turtles. They feel right, like in the world. I like it when they make them different sizes. I like it yeah. when they, you know, when Raphael well, is I mean, bigger. Even, and... even like height wise, right? Like they're most of, for the most part, they're on the same level as April O'Neil. Like yeah. they're not towering over mm-hmm. her, but they're not tiny. So they. But just I like feel... how they make them look different, though. It's not just a bandana color. Yeah. Each one has a different look. And in this one, I mean, obviously, it's a suspension of disbelief. We're starting off with teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> well, yeah, like... and work back from there. But like, I like how Donatello has glasses, and that's I think Michelangelo the, that, that's, has braces. That's from the Michael okay, Bay one. But if they've never left the sewer, where did he get 
an orthodontist. It's well, great, yeah, no, it makes it makes absolutely yes. no sense. But no I just questions. I do like the that glasses. They, I'll allow because like maybe you find, found the yeah. glasses. Maybe they're just readers like mine, right? Like this, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, but like, but but the Who knows, maybe in his, his off time, Splinter studied to be an orthodontist. Yeah, Splinter <laughs> was a smart dude. He I need learned. A line of, I need a line of dialogue. <laughs> to, <laughs> no, there's Jesus. no but, the turtles movie. I need. A line but of I think, but this kind of goes back to what we talked about in Barbie, and we talked about in like Mermaid and some of these movies where it's like. You know, they made the turtles one kids, right? Like yeah. so they're relatable. And they're, and they're voiced by kids. And they're voiced yeah. by kids. Yeah. But also like I wonder you know, what they'll do for sequels as these kids age. Are they gonna Charlie, AI? Are they gonna Charlie <laughs> Brown it? Where they just get a new group of kids probably all the time? That's what um, it is they've been doing. I mean, you don't see Corey Feldman coming back to the voice of Donatello, do you? Oh, you can't afford He did in part three though. A mega star. Did he like, really get all the way to part three? Because he left for part two because he went to rehab and then they brought him back for part three. Okay. Okay. But uh, but what I like is it's like, so you've got the target audience is kids and teens and you've got not only kids voicing them, but you've got a kid with braces and with glasses. It's like, again, they're, they're giving a more of that missing a tooth. Yeah. They're giving more of that representation where I know as silly as it seems because they're turtles, but if kids are watching this stuff and it's like, well, my favorite heroes never wear glasses. Like you just, you know, you think of superheroes and powers. They don't wear glasses. <laughs> it's actually Clark funny you bring that. Well, yeah. to cover that's exactly because who, how could he be super? <laughs> but it is funny glasses. on top of that, uh, Kevin, you know, to jump off of that not just different looks different personalities yeah. yeah with those voices they're even more specifically individual in this one than any of the other ones we've seen of course you know we have those uh you know very base level personalities like donatello's the smart one Raphael's the you know the angry rude one michelangelo's the party dude but here it really does delve a little bit deeper into that not as deep as it could but to have deeper representation for people that have you know that this is really my turtle like i can really relate to this one yeah i i, I appreciate the personalities they gave each one and i like that the look kind of went along with it so i think they're great designs first of all this movie this is, is a, this gorgeous is, looking i love the animation I, which i love i love the fact that it doesn't try to look like a dreamworks or yeah a, or a it Pixar. has it has like influences from that yeah i mean spider-verse clearly <laughs> we we talked about this when we talked about the first spider-verse we said watch people are going yeah. to try to recreate it puss in boots which was a great movie had this animation style. machines mitchell's versus machines the same co-director as this movie's director jeff Lowe, and then now this one and it's interesting that all the movies that have kind of cribbed that style have been really good mm-hmm. it's interesting like i can <laughs> i can tell this is because of spider-verse but it doesn't look like a knockoff of Spider-Man. No, because, right. because yeah, it's, it, it looks hand-drawn. Like right. It's, like they it's went, rough, They right? went back to what, yeah. the, what the Turtles comics looked like. I agree with and that. And then adapted that into an animation style. I feel like instead of copying Spider-Verse, they let Spider-Verse free them from the kind of Pixar prison. Yes. That, and, and Pixar has made amazing movies. I am not Absolutely. bagging on Pixar. And they've made beautiful movies. But everybody's been trying to mimic that style I mean, for Di- 30 years. Disney yeah. did it. Right? Yeah. Like, now Disney looks I mean, like Pixar. Yeah, they all look can't like tell, you, can't, yeah. you can't tell the difference between Disney feature animation and a Pixar movie. Yeah. Nope. Not at all. And not I think anymore. Disney's gotten better recently than yeah, Pixar. I, which, I, I don't disagree yeah. with that. Yeah. But, um, but so like they use Spider-Verse as kind of like, oh, we don't all have to look like this. And so it, that's their pitch to studios, right? right? We're not going to green light a hundred million dollar movie that doesn't look like Pixar. Everyone wants Pixar, right? And Spider Verse does what it does, and you're right; it, yeah. it frees them from those shackles. Yeah, clearly, everyone doesn't want that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. at this point, well, yeah, for give sure. Give me more movies that are unique in their art style, and I'll go Pick-a-go! see them. I don't care if it's Turtles. Like, yeah. if it looks visually exciting to me, and I'm going out to the movies to be entertained, like this was the perfect 
option for a Turtles movie because we haven't seen someone give them this kind of fresh coat of paint. And since the first movie, yeah, right, everyone right. just kind of gone on. Oh, it's a Turtles movie. The well, big movies think, and let the like Transformer movies. Let the subject matter dictate what yeah. your art style is going to look like instead of just this is what an animated movie looks like. Yes. Right. Like animated movies are not a genre. Right. It's a it's a medium, not a genre. Right. Right. And but I think the studios oftentimes forget that. And so they think, well, cartoons look like this and all therefore all cartoons must look, look like this. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Justin, to that point, I think that the Turtles have gone through, I mean, countless iterations, right? Like, there's there's the cartoon version, there's the, the comic version, there's the, well, the cartoon version. The cartoons are the really cartoon would have kept it alive, right? So <laughs> Absolutely. The other Nick, and the other cartoon since, version. <laughs> since Nickelodeon, Paramount, and when did they When did they buy it? Do you know? Out of curiosity? Um, I don't know exactly when that happened, but okay. they're the early two thousands. It was like yeah. it wasn't that long before I think after the the first reboot animated series. Okay, that they bought it, and they just keep. I mean, there have been so many different cartoon iterations, but they bought uh, it in two thousand nine. Holy, yeah, God. but 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 someone, but that's because uh, Via, Paramount CBS Viacom acquired Nickelodeon, right? It says Viacom published a yeah. press release announcing it had bought. The complete rights of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise from Peter Laird for sixty million dollars. But they, but they I were think, working. I think I'm with thinking them. when 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 Kevin gave his rights and sold them to Peter. But yeah, I think they I were working them. with them before. So yeah. even yeah, though they acquired been doing them, so, but they didn't flat out own no, it. Until but 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 the Paramount, like they've been working on this series for the past twenty years, and they just keep evolving. But it's kind of perfect because you think about how many generations. Like, there's never been a generation since they came out since ours. That has not had some, a turtle, some version of the turtles, and so it doesn't matter. Like kids watch Nickelodeon, they age out, but then they put a new series on. Those kids watch Nickelodeon, they get their turtles and their toys, they age out, they do another one, and they've done it so <laughs> systematically. There's, there's, so really, there's many. really no other. I, I can't think of any other property there that stayed, a, stayed around that long. No, no, I, I, no. Ju- I think Justin, you are. That's exactly other what I was trying to say. Other than comic book movie, you know, other than Batman, other even than that even stuff. Batman, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo is Scooby, spot on. That Scooby, but they don't really change the look of Scooby. Oh, bull. <laughs> like costume wise, not not costume wise, but the art style. Yes, that's well, true. Yeah, yeah, they've been through a lot of versions. But I think but, in, yeah. even in superhero stuff, right? Like Superman had the same costume for from uh, not 1938. That's a very different looking costume. But like probably from like the 60s until but, like they killed him and they gave him a black suit. But to that point, you know, Super Friends animated series. Oh, I see what you're Justice saying. Justice League new whatever like they they do they reinvent it over and over and each kid gets their you know each generation has and if their any of these version. any of you kids out there like the new 52 version of superman you're very wrong <laughs> it's really bad kids today they're so silly oh, stupid high collars and extra lines and but, such but this movie i i love <laughs> i love that you know when we're talking about the animation i love that they made it original it's so good it, it felt like its own thing but i'm so glad spider-verse opened the store like we talked about because the other kind is getting kind of boring and mitchell's verse machines man looked amazing and again said, this is the before, same director you know so he's like it is a shame that that did not go theatrically yeah, yeah. that should have made a billion dollars because it was it's so good it's but it I, won best animated feature i agree right? with so it, like it, i mean that's impressive it's a netflix that's fine but let's get those creators paid right and I when bet. you know what i'm saying and yeah. I, and I, the, it, well everything the, that's the going creators are are <laughs> 
Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So I, think I mean, they, like the director or Jeff Lowe has directed a Ninja Turtles movie. So you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm, I'm but thinking. Given everything that's going yeah. on right now with all sure. of the strikes, something tells me that Jeff Lowe would have made more money mm-hmm. had this been in theaters. Now, right. because of COVID, I understand it. It got out there. It kind of had to. It had to do what it had to yeah, right. yeah. But, man, that movie is so good. It's so good. And and I'll tell you what. Jeff Lowe is a guy that worked on Gravity Falls, one of the greatest the animated greatest. shows of all time. That's also fantastic. Mitchell's vs. Machine, best animated feature and just an amazing animated film. And then this Turtles movie is great. And I'm like, Jeff Lowe. He's I mean, got, he's the. And he's, he's hooked up with Seth Rogen. Yeah. That's another one we should talk about real quick is, is Seth Rogen and who's his. Who's Evan, his Evan, Evan Goldberg. Goldberg. Who have made so much money in their career right that they can basically produce anything they want oh, yeah so they the invincible tv show which is incredible if you've never read that comic or watched that show i will champion that till the end of end the of green time. hornet movie <laughs> all right i like the green Hornet. <laughs> i appreciate <laughs> it now i remember watching like this is dumb no, but I once it. i realized what they were doing i was just happy that we were seeing a new green hornet movie because i grew up actually watching the show <laughs> yes you did I could find it yes you did and yeah. it's almost impossible it's to find as, now it's hey it's not as bad as another movie with green in the title so you know behind the green door that's true <laughs> <laughs> i was oh. thinking green lantern oh but <laughs> i'd rather watch green hornet than green lantern man that green lantern sure. movie is real bad but uh, i stand by green lantern or green what? hornet oh i, I think thought green, green hornet was a I lot of green fun, hornet was Re- fun. Re- i think yeah. it's worth a rewatch with different like oh we're making fun of this like that's <laughs> where this is not serious um, but yeah, no, they're 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 a force. They've, I mean, did they do Constantine? Which which other one did they? Constantine. No, they did uh, uh, Preacher. Preacher. Yes, Got they it. did Preacher, so which is like an unfilmable yeah. comic. Yeah, what? I didn't even try it because I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> it's, they're, it's okay, uh, especially on AMC. I got to tell you though, the guy that plays Cassidy, yeah, Chef's Kiss, <laughs> like right off the page, so good. So these guys, like, obviously they love comics and they're getting to make. The, you know they can just make whatever they want based make on these whatever properties they, want. they love, and it's a hit every single and, and time. And they're really good at it. I mean, seriously, and it's so interesting to see Seth Rogen fall into this producer. Like you know, he's been the funny guy for so long, and like with us growing up over the past couple decades, like I mean, yeah, starting, all those comedies, all the way, in the well, early two thousands, going back to Freaks and Geeks, well, sure, Freaks and Geeks. You know? But but yeah, you've seen this guy as as a comedian and just a really funny guy, and obviously he still is. But it's just interesting as a producer. It's like, man, this guy's really good at producing these properties. I, it's almost I I think of it as like the Affleck thing, where the dude Kevin Smith said, where he's like he's he's been around so many directors yeah. his entire career, right? That there just comes a point where it's like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. And you, and you just pick, a good director. Uh, he is. And, and I think that's the same thing with yeah. Seth Rogen, right? Where he's just been around this business for yeah. so long. He gets it, you know? He, yeah. Like, not only is he a talented performer, but clearly he gets the business. Because and he, he also gets these characters. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, his tastes are a little lowbrow, but he's super talented. Yep. Mm. And, and, so when you hand him a property like Turtles, he gets it. Yeah. And I think the the problem with Hollywood sometimes is they try to shoehorn in people who don't who, get it, who don't get it. And so who will kind of do their bidding. Right. So his quote unquote lowbrow sensibilities really benefit him in this in, in this situation. And I just mean lowbrow in terms of like most people of his stature would probably feel like Turtles are beneath him. Oh, yeah. sure. But, but he he probably also grew up with turtles and in the same way that jason siegel was like i want to make a muppets movie yeah. yep. and people were like record scratch sound effect <laughs> what and 
you know, I think... And he makes one of the best ones that they've ever done. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it, it was the best one no since doubt. the original Muppet movie. Uh, the, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And, uh, and I, I think that's what you got going on here. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he produced... You've got, you got actual fans. Right. For the first time in a long time. They're actual... I mean, I watched all the interviews leading up to the release of this thing. And literally everyone involved that they interviewed were like, yeah, here's a picture of me as a kid. And, and like you said, Kevin, yeah. with full turtle costume on, like out in the yard pretending they were a Ninja Turtle. It's a case of actual fans sitting down and saying, like, we actually legitimately love this. Uh, we're not just pretending so we can get paid. Right. What would we do with this if we would make our own version of it? And, th- you know, the result is mutant mayhem. Like, that's the magic formula. I don't know why studios don't get it. I mean, clearly there's a lot they don't get based <laughs> on what's going on now. But it's like hire people that love the property. Right. Don't hire the next hot writer that's coming off of whatever and it made a million dollars. Like, no, find the best writer for Turtles, for or, or Batman, at, for... At this point, you can even find established talented people who also love the property for sure right? like, but like they but they try to money ball it right. which i know sometimes money balling sure. stuff works but they go oh the, okay per, jeff jeff loveness from rick and morty yeah that went and did quantum yep. quantum mania which was terrible it's like oh this guy's doing all this stuff and i like a lot of his tv stuff i like his rick and morty episodes and all that but it's like oh let's money oh we're warners we own this so we'll get them to do this or whatever however they do it you know what i mean he's a superhero guy or got some connection we're gonna yeah, I think play. He, was, he was writing comics for Marvel, I think. Okay, Marvel. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're playing Moneyball here with this stuff, but it's like, I don't know. It didn't. Maybe you should have got the guy that's like really into Ant Man. That's not a thing. But there, there's someone that's really talented <laughs> that loves that character that's, and not just is, like the hot. This is prop, what I've been know. saying about the DC stuff, comic book movies in general, right? If I was in charge of Warner Brothers, having James Gunn. And all the and those guys, I think, is fine. But you need a Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. You need a Bruce Tim. You need a Paul Dini. Mm-hmm. Like you need those guys in the room with you who do love those characters. Who you can, you know, some James Gunn spits an idea, and Mark Wade's like, actually, let's do it this way, mm-hmm. and you capture like what those characters are. They tried that with Marvel. I think they had. Like Joe Casada and Brian Bendis, I think there was like a, a comic books like there was a brain trust for the movies for a that were minute. based on yeah it was Brian Michael Bendis and then that was yeah. gone yeah so I mean like Jeff Loeb is another guy who worked Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale who were both Tim Sale R I P unfortunately but I think you're absolutely right I think you do need to bring those people to the table where it doesn't just feel like a corporate mm-hmm. thing and that's what happens here is this. A, yes, it is the Paramount, Nickelodeon, it's mm-hmm. a corporation, obviously, but you've got a level of love and reverence for the Turtles that comes across on screen. I mean, Spider-Verse is very different. I Do I think Phil Lord and those guys love Miles Morales? Probably not. Right, like he's he's a new he's character. He's too new for them to yeah. have grown up. Do I think they right. love Spider Man? But they love Spider Man. But they love yeah. Spider Man, and, and because they have a love for Spider Man, they were able to embrace Miles Morales. Yeah. Right. right, like they were able to give you Peter B. Parker. And I think because they're creatives, that they can embrace the change and the freedom that a new character like Miles Morales offers, instead of seeing it through the prism of. Why are you raping my childhood? Sure, I sure. I, but and that's the, kind of the advantage of the turtles, right? Is you really aren't 
locked down to a certain You're not really thing. beholden to any you're, you're, there's you not need, a there's not a cannon no for you need four turtles and a rat yeah, yeah. and a ooze and let's talk about that so they I, I, they kept they kept it fresh ooze. with the origin story you know they changed it up a little bit they little get rid bit. of the the whole daredevil origin you know from the original <laughs> sure. and but i like it though it's like so you've got baxter stockman who's played by giancarlo esposito so i didn't know he's gonna Re- be in such a resident cool. resident bad guy yeah, he's I, not i didn't know he was gonna be in it for such a short amount of time don't worry but uh Anyway, but he's working in his lab, and you see all the little animals. You see Bebop and Rocksteady, but they're just their little tiny animals in these test tubes. Floating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see the pet, his pet fly, who mm-hmm. is going to go on to be the villain of the film. And uh, Maya Rudolph plays a character named Cynthia, who's like part of this TGR. Task. So it, it TGRI. But TGR, but they don't call it it's, TGIF. But do they call it <laughs> they call it TCRI. TCRI. I remember being because I have a, a, a Turtles Two hoodie. It literally yeah. says TGRI, yeah. like, which I thought was, I was weird. Like, they change it? I for guess this? they changed it. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was a. I, they kept saying, "I was like, that's not right." Yeah, can you go do another take? <laughs> like, that's not right. So there must. I was, I was honestly, I was wondering if it was something that it was early on in the comics or something that they changed later or something. I don't I was think like, so. I, I, I mean, I always granted, I remember that from Turtles Two. Yeah. Right, like the the canister of. There ooze. must be a reason. Well, I didn't look it up. There must be a reason why they changed it. But so she's she's kind of like this Amanda Waller esque figure yeah. who's sitting in you know in this the office of this task force. But anyway, we see that she wants to break in and get this this. Ooze, Stock, this his Stockman research. has developed like the the thing they can't. It's the he's unlocked the key to make these mutants work. Mm-hmm. And of course, she sends in her bodyguards or whatever task force mm-hmm. X. Yeah, and uh, of course it goes wrong. Yeah, and we think that Baxter dies. He didn't really. Spo- no, he becomes a fly. Well, yeah, but then this one, it's like you have Superfly being that. I didn't know if they were. Gonna... Oh no, they'll bring Baxter. Oh, back. so you think he's going to yeah, bring yeah, him back? Yeah. For he's sure. a There's main no character. Way they would... Yeah, they, they have to bring Baxter. I mean, Baxter... I saw some complaints that people were like, "Well, why didn't we get Baxter Stockman as as the main villain?" And uh, to that point, I think they made the right decision. I totally agree with, Superfly. with you. They're, Superfly is awesome. They're I, clearly, <laughs> yeah. they're clearly making a point to not strip mine yeah. this franchise from the first Jump movie. Street. Yeah. Yeah. To not, I mean, it's the same thing with the Joker. If you just put the Shredder in every single thing, right. it's going to be boring. You, like, I, you get the tease for Shredder at the end, but he's not in the movie. You don't even get a tease for Casey Jones. Like yep. they're clearly like aware of the fact of that. There's a there's a limited rogues gallery here, so they don't want to. They don't and we're just, putting all the mutants in this one. Yeah, and so they don't want to throw it all against yeah. the wall in the first movie. And this movie is ultimately a little light on story. It is. And I think it benefits from that. I agree. Like, I think it gives it to- like room to breathe. Mm-hmm. And you it, get reintroduced to these versions of the characters. Yeah, and, it's, and it, it allows it to be silly and funny and not try to cram so much story down your mm-hmm. throat that you, you don't need... It's Teenage Definitely Mutant enough. Ninja Turtles. Right. That's like, the elevator pitch, right? God damn it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Because yeah. that's what I've been saying yeah. ever since I saw this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't like, I mean, it's basically it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a bunch the, of guys. It's four guys running around New York City. Four guys running around New York City. Blown up. New York doesn't like them. <laughs> and then they fight a giant monster in the streets of New York. And now New York loves them. The end. Right. And then they go to high school. Yeah. And then they go to high school. <laughs> yeah. So Ghostbusters I, didn't do that. They didn't do that. Yeah. Was, so I still don't know about that ending. I'll say that much now. I don't know if we're going to get to that at some point. That was like one of the only moments of the movie. Like eh, I get what they're doing, but it just seems really. I, I mean, me, it's, whatever, it's Spider-Man. It. Like I don't know if I'm like the whole New York teaming up 
Yeah, I mean, I it's like a the, little bit like we've seen it so many times now, and it's usually a Spider-Man thing. Like, yeah. I'm also I'm, I'm fine with New York accepting the turtles, of course. right? That's the Mario did it too, right? Mario Brothers just did it too, where the whole everyone that was you know helping the plumbers oh, out. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. when one of the key themes of the movie is acceptance, I think it, it kind of lends itself to being. Uh, allowed i guess i just i mean i don't mind new york just seeing them save the but day also, and like and i'm like i don't know about the, like the pitching in like right. that's just as a <laughs> as a guy from the midwest who knows absolutely nothing about life in new york city something tells me that if they saw a rat walking down the street they'd be like that's weird <laughs> dude you see rats walking down the street every <laughs> day in new york city. I'm telling or you like right you know you see like the four turtles you're like yeah that sounds about right so they give us so they give us the origin story we see the monsters and everything like they're gone so Cynthia does not get them in that research, but we see the ooze. One of the ooze canisters goes down the drain. It infects the whole sewer. And then we later on learn uh, Splinter's origin, and he's voiced by Jackie Chan, who I think does a great job. This is, this is, I've, I've always said Jackie Chan is one of the most underrated comedic actors oh, yeah. that you will ever find. Well, for anyone that watched his his early movies, they're he's comedy ve- action he, movies. He's you know? very influenced by Charlie Chaplin yeah. and stuff in the silent oh, film yeah. era. The physical comedy, physical comedy in comedy. those movies is... But, yeah. And I can actually see his physicality yes. in the performance yeah. of Splinter. I don't know. I mean, I know they didn't do mocap for the movie or anything like that. But well, they I mean, must you, have. You could go back and watch one of his flicks and kind of just yeah. like incorporate... Yeah, I mean, everything, the way he raises arms up and down, the way his mouth would move in his eyes. And stuff. Yeah. Like it, it looked like Jackie Chan as a rat. But this sure. is maybe the best characterization of Splinter ever as a father figure who cares about his boys. Like they did a great job with the writing of the character. Yeah. I loved this this the, writing. That the rat joke is really funny. That's a good Which joke one? where he's like, Yeah, Leonardo's such a rat. And he's like, Hey, he ratted us Don't out. Don't use it like that. He ratted us out. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, no, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Uh, but I love their relationship. But we see, like, it is so cute. Those baby turtles are so damn cute. <laughs> I could not help but to light up when you see the little turtles and they're you rubbing know, Nickel- on. You know Nickelodeon's like, cover us that baby Yoda money. Yeah, Come right. On. I haven't had to target right now. They have figures. Uh, of, of course them, they uh, do. But they're, they're <laughs> so adorable. But we see, so like Splinter was a rat and he's like, you know, he's talking himself up like, oh, I was so popular and I had friends. He's like, no, no one liked me. And everyone's <laughs> like, all the other animals are like intimidating yeah. him and shooing him away. And he ends up, uh, you know, finding the turtles in the sewer and they go and they're really cute and they're like, ooh, ooh, ga, ga, you right. know, and rubbing the, uh, upon him with the ooze. And eventually, like, we see in the shadows, like, he mutates. And it's so funny how he's like, I was an old rat, so I became an, <laughs> an older, older rat. rat. Yeah. It's just, and, uh, and don't so. Don't think about it. Yeah, no, like don't think about it. Yeah. He's just like, that's, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> it's that same thing that Weird Barbie says. In the, I love yeah. it sometimes where, like, I know it's our job. Like we sometimes analyze these things to death and we dissect them and stuff. But in some of these movies, especially superhero and comic book, I mean, you can question stuff all day, but at some point, just check just, back a little bit just and just enjoy it. Yeah. So, but we see the turtles. We're talking about teenage mutant Ninja right. turtles. And so we see how they grow up and so they grow up together, but it's really this family dynamic that I think sells this movie is like the bond is believable. You feel that that, they- care about one another that is the thing that i've always kind of gone back to once i heard it is richard donner when he was directing superman said this movie is not going to work unless you believe in lois and clark Mm -hmm. like if you believe in them like as a couple then this is going to work and i think that has been true for almost any of these things where you, you you have these characters that can do these fantastic things but you have to give them something that everybody can relate to 
whether it's the father and the sons or the brothers mm. or acceptance or not, you know, that's feeling. why guardians work so well. J- we say it uh, time and time again, we'll never stop. James Gunn understands the heart of these characters and where other recent Marvel movies have just been so mediocre lately. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you see guardians three come out and you're like, Oh, that's, that's what <laughs> oh, we can do. Yeah. This is what these were like. We 10 care years about ago. these characters <laughs> and the writing and it's not just, you know, silly jokes and, and throwing so much humor at the wall. It's like, you have to have the heart for these characters. And so that you care about them. And I'll tell you what, it's just, again, the writing, which is Seth and Evan and Jeff co-wrote this movie, along with the two other guys, um, Dan Hernandez and... And Benji Samet. Okay, thank you. So there's five writers in this movie. So, But you had people that clearly love the Turtles. If you follow them on social media, they're posting nonstop about Turtles. Like Justin said, people are posting from their childhood. They got people who really care about the characters, and they didn't just write an entertaining kids movie. You know, no, they They no. wrote a movie that kids can enjoy, similar to Barbie, right? Like... I wouldn't call Barbie a kids movie, but kids are loving it. Mike, Adults my, are loving uh, it. Bella dug it. Bella right? was all in. But yeah. but it's a good movie. But this is another one where kids enjoy it. But it's not written like a quote unquote kids. movie. No, it's like Shrek. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think so, Shrek has enough stuff for kids mm-hmm. where it's like ah ha ha funny fart joke, but they also whip some adults because yeah. they know the adults are in the audience as well this is a very similar tone but yeah. but the kids basically don't want to live in the sewer splinter's trying to protect them he's doing the overbearing parent thing and the, the turtles are like we want more than this you know i mean we love splinter and we love our our home and everything but like i gotta tell you there's a sequence in this movie that i thought was great what's that it is the first time we see the turtles on the top of the roof and they've got oh, the batman thing that well they've not only the batman thing but they are very Laird and Eastman. They're drawn like the original comic. They've, they've yeah. got the white out yeah. eyes and they've got it's like the, the lightning strike behind them. Oh, it's bad. It's, it's so cool. good. Yeah, it's so myself. good. And Leonardo's talking like Batman. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing I wanted to mention too. So this is a Paramount movie, you know, Paramount Nickelodeon on the Turtles. They do something in this movie that I wish more movies did. So we look at a Disney Marvel movie. What do they do? Every single movie reference is a Disney right. reference. Every it's cheap. Sh- right. Yeah. This and mo- it's easy. You don't have to worry about the other studio throwing getting up clear, getting clearance. Yeah. This movie references non-stop, all kinds of stuff. References entertainment and pop culture. It feels like they live in a real world. They mention Batman, but they mention Avengers. They mention movies. They mention music. They mention musicians. The, Adele, exactly. Yeah. And it just felt organic. Like it didn't. All those other ones feel cheap because they go, "Oh, we're gonna watch whatever Mulan." You know, like they just throw in Disney, and you're like, "That's a commercial. That's stupid. Like, right. stop doing that." This movie, they mention DC and Marvel. They mention all these different studios that are not Paramount, that are not Nickelodeon. Well, uh, they mentioned Ferris Bueller. They do. That's Paramount. That's Paramount. Well, I did say it can't include <laughs> that's the, Paramount. That's, that's the but, footage but, but they honestly, use. Right. The perfect choice of movie, the perfect choice of movie for these characters and what they're going through, the, that exact moment when they're like, I just want to be out in the world. That's, yeah. I mean, that whole idea of wanting to leave the sewers, it's like, what do teenagers want to do? I want to get the fuck out of the yeah. house, man. Yeah. I want to experience life. And that's what they're doing. And then that whole movie, that's what that whole thing's about. I mean, you know, yeah. in an unrealistic fashion, but <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> yes, right. sure. He found a parade on a school day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a Come on. <laughs> Who stages a parade on a school day? So I love that about this movie, though. As soon as they mentioned Batman, I'm like, they don't have anything to do with Batman. This nope. is great. And then they kept doing it. But again, that's the writer and that's Seth and Evan like these guys understand that people watching want to connect to not only the characters and and you know each one's characterization and the family dynamic but like we're all watching all these different movies and TV shows and when you reference pop culture like that it's going to click with people and I I thought it was great no it was great uh yeah so this one uh, like like 
everybody's been saying is they want to get out of the house. They want to be accepted. And they, they run into April O'Neil and she basically says that there's this criminal underlord named Superfly who is stealing all of these different pieces of Jimmy technology. <laughs> I did it for you. I know I'm wow. Superfly. I wasn't going to bring him up because he's a murderer, but. <laughs> oh, he is? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's probably a bad yeah, he, he murdered his girlfriend oh, and okay. got away with it. Oh. Yeah. And then they tried to yeah. and then they tried to put him on trial for it, but he was so in the head from years of drug abuse and wrestling that he was deemed mentally incompetent and could not stand trial for the reopened case of his murdered girlfriend. Okey-dokey. You can thank Vince McMahon for uh, <laughs> all of it. Throwing a lot of money at hiding that just so he could use him as a wrestler. Yeah, yeah okay. true story. Yeah. But but voiced by Ice Cube. Ice Cube, I- who's Holy! <laughs> Joe's just throwing microphones around here. Getting excited. I, over here. Well, I mean, I like so. Ice Cube in the movie too. But, <laughs> but man, I miss Ice Cube doing this type of role. I mean, not that I've seen him in a lot of animated stuff, but I grew up with Ice Cube in Friday, you know, and I just miss oh, that I person. Didn't. Oh, what'd you grow up with Ice Cube in? Uh, from the NWA. Oh, okay. But movie wise, like I miss that like fun, that attitude. That it just I miss that type of Ice Cube, and I haven't seen him in that type of performance. I didn't watch that. Are we there yet, or whatever? So I don't know. Maybe oh, he's, I mean, but he's funny. He's done a lot of comedies with Kevin Hart for sure. But I mean, he's in top form here, and you can tell he's having a blast yes. of a time. Like so much fun, and he fits the you know the animation style and the character design for Superfly like perfect. The attitude like, that he brings to this role. On I wonder to that point, Justin, if they what like they knew what the characters were going to be, and then when they cast who they cast, if they went back and kind of like tweaked the animation to or the character oh, design when they got paul rudd for mondo Gunnel, they had to, <laughs> i swear to god they as lost soon as he started introducing paul rudd <laughs> yes yeah, which i thought was great yeah but i think that i think justin to your point about jackie chan and ice and paul rudd and all of these other characters i do think that they went back and were like okay can we make this look like paul rudd a little bit and john ice cena Cube, is rock steady which i think is i gotta tell for you sure. if you didn't know that was john cena they did enough modulation yeah. to that voice where it's like, I think that I think that is John's. Obviously, Rogan's like, I don't do voices. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. He's just, it's just Seth, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Superfly is stealing all of these pieces of technology, and he is the counterpart of Splinter, where Splinter's like, humans are terrible, like, but we're just going to stay away from them. They're awful things. We're just going to stay away. Where Superfly's like, yeah, they're awful. I'm going to kill them all. Well, well <laughs> they Professor murdered... Professor X Magneto. That's exactly yeah. right. And and they murdered his dad, right? Like, That's so, true. So does... Yeah. I mean, he as he thinks that, you know... He did. Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense to kill the fly would be like... Well, also, there's we haven't seen Kang. We haven't seen... You know, we see Shredder in this, but... Krang. There's, uh, Krang, sorry. Uh, there's all kinds of characters that are still yeah. ready oh, to sure. be used. But, yeah, so they've got all of these mutants who were figures at one point when I was a kid. Yeah. And basically that they're stealing all these pieces of this. Uh, and April's kind of trying to break the case. We should say April's in high school. Yes. She's you know? not working for channel six news yeah. yet or whatever. And, but. and and so it's kind of cool to see like, she's working for the school. April O'Puke. Yes. School journalism <laughs> department. And she's known as puke girl because they, she did a broadcast. She was so nervous on the school system or whatever this that, felt like something out of mitchell's versus machine well and uh, again like this in a is good the, way this is yeah this is the gross out humor this is the stuff kids are into and this is you know like not this is not beneath seth rogan no, to do a no a puke minute I, long i, I like the april o'neill in this movie uh, it, you know watching the movie and, and and while watching it thinking that thousands upon thousands of middle-aged men were furious and, oh. and, and reported to boycott the movie because april o'neill was a person of color and short and not you know a tall white chick with a lot of cleavage. <laughs> I'm like, for real? Like, 
it's a it's a solid character oh, in this movie. She does, her likeable. her character does not change. She is the exact same April O'Neil that we always knew. She just looks different. I, who, I, but who yeah. cares? I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a whole. The, we we talk about this, and every time people get outraged and stuff, it's like just shut up. Yeah, yeah. I, don't don't watch it then. You know, like they grew up in a time same time as us, but yeah. they didn't get the memo where it's like, yeah, everybody on movie and TV was white and looked a certain way and that was not Name uh, one black character on Friends. Well, first of all, I didn't watch Friends, but he had, uh, Ross dated a black girl for a little bit. But oh, was, he did. But it was also That's true. he was going to marry her, wasn't he or something? I think, I think yeah, he had well he had an Asian Asian girlfriend too, didn't he? But but that's true. But it yeah. was also yeah. like very reactive. Yeah, right. It was later in the run, and people Much were later. like, people how, said do, where... "How do you live in New York City and only see white people?" Right. And they started to like. It was clearly a token. That gal's really funny, though. I think she's the host of like Who's Line now. Yeah, she's in. She's in. I can't remember her name, but she's yeah. a known thing. So like the turtles are trying to track down. You know, they're trying to stop Superfly. Uh, but they don't know why, right? So the, April's kind of doing like the detective kind yeah, of. Yeah, you know, Tyler. She, okay, <laughs> she's kind of doing the investigative journalism thing and trying to figure out why he's stealing all this stuff. And the turtles, like in their interaction, so she gets her bike stolen. They kind track, of because of them. Yeah, they. Well, yeah. Well, they're 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 throwing. I mean, again, <laughs> as teenagers, this is a really funny. I gotta scene. tell you, this scene is as a kid as a kid of the 80s and 90s yeah this scene it like is what we used to do sure we're like they got hey, a bunch a- of weapons i'll tell you what you stand against that wall i'm gonna throw this baseball as hard as i can <laughs> why does the target have to be shaped exactly <laughs> like my great, head that's a great line that's yeah. a great line it it's great and, but and, yeah just like doing you're standing around with your buddies and you're bored around and i'm just like you just stand over there i'm gonna throw this right. dart just put your hand on the wall Lighting throw stuff this, on fire, throwing oh, throw stuff, whatever, just yeah. doing, you know. What hey, kids how many do? bottle rockets can I strap to this <laughs> figure to get him to take off from the ground? Don't you miss when life was so dangerous? When <laughs> <you were kids? laughs> and so, yes. and so they throw a ninja no, star. Now I have kids. I'm glad yeah. it's not as dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it hits April though, and she's yelling at him. They're up on the roof and like can't see their giant turtles, obviously. And then meanwhile, a guy takes the bike, brings it back to their warehouse of thugs, you right. know, and it's, this is a great fight scene. I think one of my favorite it, scenes in the movie, in, I was literally like at the edge of my yeah. seat, just like, Oh my God. And the way that we see them fight. Mm-hmm. So we've cool. never seen them fight like this, this is ever. right. This is as close to actually I don't want to say violent, but you know how like the original comics were more violent and then it turned into kids stuff. And it was very like, they don't ever get to use their weapons. There's a, there's a comic with art by Richard Corbin. If you don't know who Richard Corbin is, do yourself Google that, throw that in your Google machines. And it's the turtles have gone to get like, it's kind of turtles in time Mm -hmm. where they end up on a pirate ship and Donatello. My daddy worked on a pirate ship. He did. Donatello. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Donatello has a, has his bow. Right. And he, Richard Corbin is kind of notorious for like pretty detailed, like Mm -hmm. violence. He hits a guy in the back of the head and like it, carves a hole oh, and it's like i mean like that's the stuff that, that was in turtles comics yeah right so it's obviously you're, they're not going to do that yeah and in, and the, in this but, movie it's not like they're chopping heads off and stuff you don't see blades going into people but they're kicking ass and it is they are Raphael is extremely violent in the movie they, and they allow him to be violent until the end he never lets like he's literally beating the fuck out yeah. of dudes and enjoying it <laughs> yeah and i've I been waiting for so this much. my whole life but, but it's a great so we get to actually see some kick-ass action scenes with the turtle very well done the animation looked great you get the old bot 
old boy homage, yeah. which is awesome Fantastic. with the sideways fight and everything. Um, yeah, they, it's a great sequence. And then also we get Ninja Rap, which I knew was going to show. Oh up, man, I just was when waiting I, for it to happen. It's it's two seconds, but I'm yeah. like. There when I is. heard it, I was like, that is fantastic. Seth Rogen <laughs> told Jeff Rowe to put it in oh, the movie. Oh, really? And he's like, yeah, I agree. This is great. This is... You know, Vanilla Ice is like, ooh, I could use that picture. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they do the fight, and then April comes back. Sorry, Rob Van Winkle. Sorry. Oh, he's not Vanilla Ice. Rob's a good no, guy. I'm sure, I'm sure he is a good guy. I've, I'm honestly... I, trust me. <laughs> Ice Ice Baby was a huge song when I was growing up. So I mean, who wouldn't? No, it's just it's just an interesting thing that I saw him play that live, and then I smoked a blunt with him in a car, <laughs> in car at a gas station for two hours. Well, that's and awesome. I'm not joking. I've got the pictures and awesome. it's, it's, and actually got to talk to him about that yeah. being in that movie and stuff. And he's still to this day extremely proud of That's it. awesome. So I just you know, sorry, had to throw. Is he is he proud? <laughs> when, when when am I get the opportunity to talk? Is about he proud him? of Cold of Ice? Cold as Ice. Uh, you know what? I didn't ask mm. that one. I do own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Is it signed? <laughs> no. okay, but who, at the height of turtle popularity, who wouldn't want to be in a turtle oh, and, yeah. and make the the song for a turtle movie? But but anyway, yeah, you get that little Easter egg. But anyway, so she goes into the warehouse and she's like, "I can see you guys." Another good humor. They're all hiding behind stuff, and they come out, and she's the only one like for all the interactions with mutants and humans she's like see, yeah. she's just like oh you guys are these are costumes oh they're not and she kind of like freaks out a little but she's like oh i mean she adjusts to it very quickly yeah and you know i think that plays into the like you know she's been picked on and in, 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 in school and everything and so she's like not quick to jump and be like afraid of them and no. she's very accepting and they team up they team up to figure out what Superfly is doing and well, what's they they meet Superfly and this is where they they all meet mutants and they're like we're cousins we're all you know we all oh, yeah that's we all f- came from the same ooze they meet them because they're trying to track down and steal right. this component because they know Superfly is up to no good and then when they team up with them essentially <laughs> like they they you almost get this like this pull between like yeah we're Splinter's our dad and he's our family but like you know these are other mutants as well right and they came from the same ooze and that is funny when ice cubes like that means we're cousins <laughs> and they're like hey what's up cousin <laughs> right right, and right. get that awesome bowling alley scene which oh, yeah. again just so much fun to watch it is it all you know you get all these mutant characters and the animation's fantastic the art style works wonderfully with all these different character designs but they essentially go on this heist like they team up with the bad guys and they explain the plan during that awesome bowling scene and everything uh, but we realize that the plan is not good they're gonna kill everyone <laughs> yeah the, the ice cube's like yeah mutants are yeah humans are scary and they're like oh uh-huh, yeah you know they're kind of on board there's like so we're gonna kill all humans <laughs> right. and it will just be mutants and and that's i mean that's that's basically where we end up is it becomes the turtles versus the mutants and it's a giant fight sequence in in this warehouse like this tcri like facility they capture the turtles in april runs off and they're basically like oh i can't believe she abandoned us right. but she goes to get splinter now splinter is not familiar with april they've been sneaking around behind his back and they're like all right dad yep yep we're good <laughs> like you know they're doing the thing they sneak off to their room and he tries to get him like i know you a guys birthday party or whatever he, well, he's like the three chrises <laughs> yeah that's, dude when we saw the stand-up of the chrises that was hilarious that's the kind of stuff they do which is yeah. so funny but he's like you guys can't go to the human world. I'll bring the human world to you. And it's a very sweet moment between them. And he worked really hard to put on this party, but they're like, uh, yeah, okay. You know, they kind of, you know, they're like, we got stuff to do. Um, so anyway, she comes to splint, you know, down to the sewers to splinter and is like, Hey, I'm April O'Neil. I'm friends with your son. And he's just like, what, what is going on here? And she convinces him. He's like, they're in trouble. 
we got to go help him. And so they go get him and Splinter ends up coming to save the day in another great action sequence. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He whoops. We get to man. see Splinter fighting, you know, using oh, yeah. his skills that he learned to train the boys. He now gets to fight and it's awesome. He's fighting all the, the bad guy, whatever, whatever they're called. The not, tactical team. Not the foot. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause like the henchmen. Henchmen. Yeah, yeah, thanks, henchmen. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but that's great. And he ends up unlocking them. And he's like, wait a minute. Were they trying to milk you? <laughs> he's like, they were. <laughs> I knew it. Um, we'll shoot your eye out. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Which that I think was... is a great joke throughout the entire thing. And it then seems of course, so crazy. And like the fact that it pays off. And of course, at the very end, the, when the turtles are captured and they're put into these contraptions, they're basically getting milked of the, what I thought was, I guess, <laughs> just their blood. I don't know what that was. I figured, yeah, their blood that has the ooze in it or whatever. Well, yeah, they're they're trying to extract the 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 mutagen as to why, like, these guys worked and the other ones couldn't work or whatever. And he's like, I'm being milked. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, like, the, the vat of the the liquid that they've been extracting falls into the water, like the ocean, with Superfly. And we get a pr- like to point where Gwen was like, I don't like that. So I took it's the girls, weird. and it's weird, and it's a little gross, and it's a little, you know, yeah. Um, it's, it's all different <laughs> animals are like making up. It's his feet are horses, like <laughs> horses, just tons yeah. of horses, like all clumped together. Did I see an elephant on his face? Yeah. I, it, it was because like he walks into a zoo, yeah. And of course, since he is covered in this this ooze, he like melds it, with all these all different these different animals. It's gross. It it's is gross. Like, it's, it's a little gross. gross. R.I.P. All those poor innocent animals. <laughs> but I guess they're but. I guess they're not dead though, right? Because as soon as he get gets hit with the they, D, whatever, they fall off. Horses run away. Yeah, like, right. But I guess the water ones, like they're unless they get them in the water, they're pretty. They day it. The fight takes place in down. You know, Superfly gets covered in the goop. He becomes, becomes like super duper fly. super duper fly, like a kite, a kite. Stay puff marshmallow. That's exactly man. right. Yes, I thought the same thing when I was watching it. And the turtle, they realize that the only way this is going to, they can stop him is they have to get this little canister of like demutinizer inside of him because it's, it's not blow hole. it's not the blow, the blow hole. hole it's not doing any good on the outside and this is where our turtles well who, like they shoot it at one of his horses and on a, his horse foot, and a horse runs away yeah they can't just shoot <laughs> hilarious moment yeah, too, yeah. but i think that this is our turtles have i don't need that little horse <laughs> so, ice cube is so funny in this movie yes I, uh, yeah. just to reiterate but our turtles haven't they've gotten the base of the characters right so far that Raphael's the mad one right yeah and this is the moment when the turtles really embody like their characters so Leonardo steps up and becomes the leader and says like you go do this you go do this Donatello you're the smart one like figure out a way to get this thing done Raphael you go do what you do and he's like I got it and like tears off and then Michelangelo is like you you're good at improvising like how are you know do this I love that he wants to join the improv <laughs> thing at school. He, they go to high school and have this moment with April, and then right. he's signing he's up on the, the list. Like, they're not going to like he's you. Like, you don't even have a last name. Oh, that is really funny, too. I love the, that kind of meta moment where they're like, what are our last names? Do we have last names? Like, we've never really questioned that. Or if you're like... Nardo. Nardo. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're Leonardo. And he's like, no, I'm Leonardo. I'm Leonardo. They're like, no, you're, no. you're Leonardo, Leonardo from now on. Um and they get, you know, they obviously, as as you're going to do in these movies, they get caught and they're, you, you think they're not going to make it. They're, 
they're going to. Oh yeah, well, I, I was worried. I, but I will I say, never thought they weren't. there's a moment <laughs> where like they're it's it's something I don't think we've seen before. Is Superfly has them like crushed in like a claw, and their shells Are start cracking, to cracking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, that's that's must really be. Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen. I that. don't think so. I was actually the only thing I could think is we were talking about the last Ronin, and I think that they're the the comic book that's. I think it's done. Yeah, it's done. Well, I think there's a reference to that okay. in the in the comic somewhere. But we've never seen them like that dead to rights, right? Because I mean, you know, the turtles are gonna live. Of course, but we've never seen their shells crack. I mean, it does seem like that would hurt a lot. An imminent threat. And yeah, it, yeah, it would definitely would hurt. Um, and of course, the, the turtles get loose and they work together as a team, and they end up. Or this is New York saves them. Basically. Of course, yes, and we which get... was very much Spider Man. Two was it where they all hold oh, them up? Oh yeah, and, God, I, I love and that. And then movie. Amazing Spider-Man's the one but with I, the construction workers. With do all my, the, with Tom, who was the? I know, I can't remember who was the oh, guy. The, the guy that the he was, worker. he was in blackface as a kid in in a comedy. See Michael Thomas Howell. Oh, okay, Soul Man. Yes, Soul Man. Yeah, which is super yes. problematic. But yeah, he's like the construction worker. I was like, hey, wait a minute. That's yeah. Him. Like, how does he? What? What character are you going to become later? Yeah. But it was just kind of a retread of that. It doesn't ruin the movie. No, not at all. And it's but a nice it, moment. But I just we've kind of seen that before. And as much as like other things have reminded us of other movies, like Tom, you mean like Starship Troopers? Which one's that? This the whole the whole last part of this the whole scene. There's a whole scene yeah. in Starship Troopers where there's a giant bug mm-hmm. and Johnny Rico, played by Casper Van Dien, shoots a hole into mm. the bug. And takes a grenade and throws it okay. into the hole, and it blows up the bug. There you go. And then, so I'm watching this. I was like, "Oh, Starship Troopers! Like but it's the I, same thing." I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's a fan. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's a great movie. Like Paul, it's a fantastic movie. If you've I don't. Seen. I don't know why. That was the only part that, like, the whole movie I loved. And again, it doesn't ruin it. But this, the whole New York teaming up thing, I, it seemed like too much of a retread of these other. New York pitching yeah. in the same thing. I don't know, whatever. But they do. And- I don't disagree with you, Kevin. I think at the same time, I think a lot of the stuff in this movie, you know, for the younger audience, they've probably never seen that stuff, yeah. you know, in Spider-Man 2 or Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Or, you know, so I think it was just something, you know, we live in a world right now, especially for, for the youth where in terms of that acceptance and stuff, it, it's it's a good thing for them to see. Yeah like a society together and you know helping each other out kind of thing oh that's a i mean that's a great point mm-hmm. too because it is a good scene it's like when me and joe think stuff is original and tom's like they did that on <laughs> they did that in the 40s yeah exactly well, so this we is did so it with the gary shanley show you yeah. were like you were like oh i really like how gary shanley like stops the show and talks directly to the audience i've never seen that before and i'm like Here's literally <laughs> George Burns doing that in the in the like late forties. Like and it's yeah. the same premise that it's like he has a sitcom and the sitcom is like he stops the show to talk to the audience about the sitcom yeah. that's happening. It like is so fresh and modern that you would never expect to see it's crazy George that Burns that and Gracie right, Allen right, right. doing that. But I mean, which would make sense where like you know comedians are they grew inspired. Up watching, uh, yeah, right, it's yeah. like that's totally inspired by that stuff. And the same way that you see now, Seth and Evan and and mm-hmm. Jeff and all the people involved with this, all the writers like. They're making stuff that is an homage to stuff they grew up with, right? It right. all kind of builds upon. But they save the day. They throw the thing in there. It he shrinks back to yeah. normal, and everybody. Well, actually, I guess horses it, run off. Yeah, he shrinks back to a fly, like yeah. to a normal fly, right? Not even a super fly. Not He's a super fly. He turns to fly. And of course, now it is. It is weird how Bebop and Rocksteady have they've not made them villains. Well, all of them. 
Yeah, I guess yeah. that's that's the I thing. Is I'm true. like, where do we go from here? Because Bebop and Rocksteady are such classic villains, and they're you know total goofball, just horrible. Right. They're the henchmen, you know, that always mess things up and all that. And I'm like, now all the mutants are part of the family. It it's going to be Toka and Razor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and, and there's tons of other ones. They're left, from Ninja but... Turtles too, Tom. I'm not yeah. sure if you knew who those characters I were. Have no <laughs> idea I just thought they were models of cell phones. I didn't remember. <laughs> but I, I'm just like, that's interesting to take some of your, I mean, a good handful of your classic villains and turn them as kind of part of the family. Good guys. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where they're going to go from there. I don't know. But well, we do know where they're going for part two. I mean, we do know the Cynthia, threat that's looming. Cynthia realizes that they have lost all of the mutants with the exception of the, the fly and uh, they, the, the boss, like the, not the boss, but like the head henchman is like, what are we going to do? And she's like, I put in a call uh, and the, the screen kind of pulls out to what I assume is New Jersey. Because it's across the real, I don't know. It's a really cool imagery though, it's, with the city and we, the water and like lightning. We've got a guy, a guy called the Shredder, and it's like a, just the Shredder uh, in silhouette. Yeah, you looking know what his armor looks city. like yeah, with his right, spikes right. and stuff. Uh, and it, Kevin Nash is coming back as yeah. Super Shredder. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope. <laughs> um, sorry guys, I don't mean to cut off. I, I gotta, I gotta. For speak. sure. No, you're no, good. You want to do your, your end plugs? So on my wife stuff? just popped in and she's like, we have yeah. to go. So. Do you want to do your plugs? Sure, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So yeah, you guys can find me at Epic Film Guys on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, literally everywhere. <laughs> and our podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. Sorry about no, that. You're no, good. no, you're I wish good. I could have stayed longer. No, good. Run, man. You're good. I'll send you your track, right. Kevin. Sweet. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, See you. But yeah, I, I think it's cool. It's a cool setup. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I like that they didn't use Shredder as the villain, just like putting the Joker and everything. You know, yeah. he'd use different villains, introduce all these different mutants, tease Shredder. What a well, great that, tease! That, that is the advantage of not doing the original origin, is because the Shredder is a part of that original yeah. origin. So when you change that, you don't, you're not reliant on bringing him in immediately. Yeah. You can keep him off the off the books for you know, because that's the thing is if you read those original issues, I think he like. He's gone at the end of issue one and doesn't come back until like issue five or six. That I I think they kill Shredder in the original well, series. He's off the books. Yeah, he does not die. At least in the in the in the original like first ten to twelve. But I I mean I think that they did. Shredder was gone. Like he was done. They beat him. I I, I remember they killed him, but I could be wrong. But yeah, and and he was so popular of a villain that he became. I've like, got that second appearance. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is one of the most fun movies I've been to all year at the theater. Yes, yeah, I think this was a blast. Yeah, it was well done. It was well written. It wasn't again. It, it's a short. I think it's like ninety minutes, maybe two of these equals an Oppenheimer, <laughs> half an Oppenheimer. Uh, I mean, this got Tom to enjoy Turtles, right? So like, yeah, no, I enjoyed this. I mean, I wasn't like I don't know that I'd ever watch it again, but I had I had fun watching this movie. Yeah, uh, it was it was really well done. I think this. I really hope we don't get an oversaturation of this animation style. Like I, 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 I don't know that it. One, I don't think it's doing enough business to justify copies. Well, I just mean the Spider Verse. Yeah, version. but I, but I feel like again, I don't feel like this is a flat out rip off. No, of no, Spider Verse. No. Nope. I feel like it's they can experiment. They feel like now they can experiment with different animation styles. Yeah. So I think if you see this again, you won't realize you're seeing it again because it'll be 
Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah, they'll take it, the base model and the idea of not everything's got to look the same, and then lean into whatever the the property is. Yeah, that makes so. sense. The creatives said they wanted the animation style to look unfinished, so a lot of it looks very sketch like. Yeah, the words in the background are like not spelled out; they're scribbly. It's a very much a sketch brought to life, which is really cool. It had the choppiness of Spider Verse, but the but the animation style the the art design is different than spider verse spider verse has more of a almost a 3d cell shaded yeah. looking the the animation it's stop motion in like the frames that they use but the art direction is 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 that hand-drawn style which we have not seen so it did feel fresh right uh, but but definitely spider verse paved the way for big animated movies can look different than cg oh yeah like thompson the pixar style which has become the base no, I think, and I, and I, I was want to touch on this real quick. Is I don't think I can, I can't think of any other comic creators that have made so much money off of one thing, and yeah. that's it. Like Eastman McFarlane and, and Spawn, maybe, but but nowhere near. But the McFarlane yeah. had Spider-Man before. Now he's not the creator of Spider-Man, right. but he did create a look. That became kind of synonymous with Spider-Man, but he doesn't make the money off of that. Uh, right. He makes there's, money from toys. There's a right. reason that he left Marvel so. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean these these guys kind of got lucky in that they did it on their own. They did it on their own, and they own it outright. And they never sold the rights until until well, recently. Because yeah. on even then, like I was like, the guy got sixty million dollars, was just not nothing. But it's also like. Boy, it's probably worth way more than oh, that. Oh, with I guess question. also if you're just a dude that was drawing comic books in your basement and he'd already probably made tens of million dollars. Well, he was making money off the toys and stuff before that. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's just like 60 million and I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got it. East, Eastman left because of their little riff and did mm-hmm. his own thing. And man, Laird was just just, bringing, with it. just just raking in the dough from all those partnerships and everything. Oh, yeah. And it is cool if you watch. Like, There's two docs, right? There's well, there's so many different YouTube videos and stuff. There's and there's and there's a couple different docs, but it is cool to see that Eastman and Laird have, have kind of buried the hatchet. Yeah, they got together at Comic Con or something and like had did an interview together. And uh, you know there was bad blood for a while. Like these two were best friends. You know we'll try to post the they, link will, online. There's a really good doc that there's a really good shows doc. what they went through. But like best friends living together, doing this thing, totally indie, all the success. But you know, they had different direction and, and Eastman yeah. ends up leaving and it's really tough because like these were two guys that, you know, were best friends and Yeah, it's it's I hope one day we can have a fight like that. <laughs> yeah, over our millions you and, and millions both, of dollars. Yes. <laughs> I would be more than happy to throw either of you under the bus <laughs> for tens of millions of dollars. Without question. Wow. I live for the day <laughs> that I can do that. I will say there's a really good podcast called Cartoonist Kayfabe with I'm trying to think of it. It's Ed Pisker and Jim Rugg. And they're just two comic creators. But they also love comics. And I can't. I wish I could remember the episode number. Just go to their, if you can find it. They di- dive deep into Eastman and Laird and the Ninja oh, okay. Turtles. It's really good. They've got a really good show. Uh, comic, comic, or cartoonist kayfabe. That's the name of it. Okay. So this movie made $24 million on a, well, I think that was the, the three days. So this was a five-day opening. And it made forty-two to fifty million, so it sounds a little better on a that, seventy. That's okay. pretty good. No, they're I mean three domestic. Quarter, yeah, they're three quarters of the way I there mean, in the opening weekend. And yeah. the other thing, I think that means you'll probably get more of these because the other thing to keep in mind the toys, the toys, right? I mean, like these movies movie, are made to sell. If this movie can break even, but it gooses toy sales, then oh, yeah. it's justified its existence. If you are a fan more. of NECA, like the the 
action figure yeah. company. Like, there's some great ones. The I love whole, the monsters. They're great. The Universal they put, monsters. They just put out a Casey Jones one. Um, I just saw. I will say, yeah, go to Target, and there's an entire <laughs> toy aisle dedicated yeah, to turtles. So, like, they are making. Bass. Yeah, they are. They are happy. They're with doing that. just yeah, fine. So. So anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. Also on Letterboxd at the same. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, scientists decided to use the Z plan. Get ready for a spoiler Won't say it twice Cause we already warned you Better watch out It's gonna ruin the plot Real spoilers Real spoilers Real spoilers Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.